0: Hey, it's Jordan uh, with Status Quo. delighted to be joined by uh, Flint resident activist, uh, Melissa Bayes. Uh, we are fresh off uh, a pretty important story that we just broke, uh, Status Quo broke, uh, on with The Guardian, uh, which I'm proud of. And in that story, uh, we kind of exposed that, uh, for some reason, uh, the current Attorney General of Michigan stopped following the money. When it came to the flint water crisis and really cover up um it's you know complicated story if you don't know the details of what went on in flint how a financial deal that at least one um set of prosecutors and investigators thought was fraudulent uh that financial deal actually led to uh, the Flint water crisis. So our story for the Guardian uh, just revealed that prosecutors and investigators uh, with the original Flint water crisis investigation, and that was from 2016 through 2018, there was a special prosecutor, Todd Flood, uh, under then Attorney General Bill Schutte, uh, they were actually on the verge of uh, filing racketeering charges, uh, most commonly known as RICO Charges. RICO throughout history has actually been used against organized crime, mafia figures. And uh, that original Flint water investigation, led by those prosecutors and investigators, were about to, well, s- close to, uh, you know, anywhere between six months and a year away from filing uh, racketeering charges for widespread financial fraud that led to the Flint water crisis. However, uh, they were dismissed <laughs> when the current attorney general at the time new attorney general Dana Nessel, when she came in in 2019 she fired the special prosecutor the chief investigator and the main uh, people on that investigation who were building this racketeering case of financial fraud charges against uh that were were to be charged uh, against other state of Michigan officials uh the other element is not only was the original investigation going to be charging uh, racketeering charges, pretty serious, like RICO, like mafia kind of stuff. And the new attorney general and her team came in, did not pursue those charges. But our story also shows that the uh, original investigation, a special prosecutor, several investigators, they had charged several state of Michigan officials, emergency managers who were unelected officials, Appointed by Governor Snyder to run Flint, uh, whose decisions helped lead to the water crisis, those were those officials were charged with financial fraud uh, related to a pipeline bond deal, the KWA pipeline deal. But when the new attorney general came in, uh, her team dropped those charges, uh, those financial fraud charges, and never recharged those officials with financial fraud. So, in a nutshell, Melissa, what you have here is Prosecutors and investigators from the original Flint water crisis investigation that spanned uh, three years, they were following the money. They were on the verge of major financial charges, a RICO case racketeering. The current attorney general and her team came in and uh, by all accounts swept it under the rug. I wanted to ask you uh, just your initial thoughts as somebody who has lived, breathed and unfortunately drank this water um, and this water crisis. Uh, what is your reaction that we've broken the original investigation was gunning for racketeering charges
1: shocked angry i mean i guess disappointed isn't a heavy enough word we knew this was going on and we brought it to the previous prosecution team's attention and nobody wanted to listen to us that the the Flint's water, our water source wasn't switched to the Flint River because we were poor. I mean, yes, we had financial trouble, but it was caused by the very same people under emergency management. And that's a whole different story where, and that's why Governor Snyder isn't, should be, should be in such trouble because he suspended our democracy and our local power and took control over everything. So that's what wraps a governor that usually would be more distant for decisions like this. That's what wraps him in. It makes it so important that he be charged because at the end of the day he had and his appointed emergency manager signed off on all of the decisions and again to switch our water was not because they wanted to save money it's because they wanted to get our plant up and running our water treatment plant up and running so that way we could go to this more privatized pipeline that his emergency manager uh, darnell early had um written a a fraudulent didn't exist environmental emergency that allowed for the emergency release of these bonds And so the problem here is that we have this entire pipeline, this contract that was completely founded on fraud, and it's still going. We're currently paying to be on this pipeline, and we fought everything we could to not, to not get put on the KWA, the Karagandi Water Authority, because we didn't want another water switch. We didn't want to be involved in fraud. And there's so many studies that had come out saying that because it is more, it's not a municipal system anymore, it's more regionalized, more privatized, that it's for profit. That it would end up harming our most vulnerable, and actually, uh, Peter Hammer had put a paper out saying that in five years of being on the KWA, uh, Flint, fifty percent of Flint residents wouldn't be able to afford the water, so they wouldn't have running water. So we fought. Let, me, fought, let fought. me let
0: me let me just explain to the audience so they're not lost. So Flint had received its water for fifty years from Detroit. So Detroit water and sewage was the third largest water system in the country. Okay, so Flint got its water. It started uh, from Lake Huron, Huron, which is beautiful, uh, beautiful, I sound like Trump, which is uh, uh, glacier water. It's some of the cleanest water in the world uh, from the um, Great Lakes. So Flint had gotten its water uh, from Lake Huron uh, from Detroit's water pipeline and it traveled to the city of Flint for 50 years. They didn't have major water problems when they got their water from Detroit, but local city of Flint officials in partnership with state officials, had a great idea. Let's create a, compl- a another water pipeline on the same exact pathway that, like, literally going the same exact parallel route. So, if Detroit's water system is this way, the KWA pipeline, it's it's the right same there. thing. It's right there going the same exact uh, the same exact pathway. Let's create a brand new water pipeline, still getting water from Lake Huron to Flint. And let's, get, uh, let's take Flint off of Detroit's water pipeline. And that brand new water pipeline was the Karagandi Water Authority, or short for KWA. Now, the difference is Flint's water from Detroit, once Flint got it, it was done. It was already treated with the proper chemicals that are added into water for, uh, to make water safe for people to drink. So you didn't have to do anything. Flint didn't need its water plant, which was completely outdated. Was uh, needed upwards of $60 million in upgrades in order to safely treat water. Detroit handled the treatment. So when Flint got the water at the uh, the other end, at the end of the pipeline, it was ready to uh, distribute to customers. KWA pipeline, again, going the same exact route as the existing Detroit water pipeline that Flint wasn't having problems with. uh, That water was raw water. So The water came in straight from the lake. And once it got to Flint, that water would have to be treated. So chemicals added, uh, all that. Now, the reason, Melissa, that they gave you guys for switching from Detroit to KWA was because uh, Detroit had continually been increasing its prices. uh, They said price gouging Flint. Uh, So they wanted to get off Detroit. And if Flint borrowed uh, nearly $100 million, to join the KWA pipeline, um, then ultimately long-term Flint residents would get cheaper water rates by the city borrowing uh, nearly a hundred million dollars to join the pipeline. Now that's that's where the alleged fraud comes in. Flint in 2014 was as broke as broke is. It had no credit rating. Let me repeat, in 2014, Flint had no credit rating. Uh Flint had reached its state ish uh by state law, Flint had reached its borrowing limit. So as the former mayor said to me, how does a broke city borrow $85 million to join a water pipeline? Uh the borrowing, by the way, was Flint issuing bonds. Uh so Flint uh issued $85 million worth of bonds to pay for its portion of the KWA pipeline. So what Melissa was just referencing is there was a Essentially fraudulent emergency environmental order, because the only way for Flint to get around its borrowing limit was if there's an emergency, i.e., like an environmental emergency. So, an environmental order, as we outline in our story, was created for to clean up some like lime pit of sludge,
1: yeah.
0: right. uh, and Flint was able to borrow eighty-five million dollars for the purposes of cleaning up that lime pit. The problem was that lime pit only cost a the- uh, like not a lot of money to clean up no. and the money was actually redirected $85 million. So Flint could pay for its portion of basically of KWA pipeline instruction. Right. So I explain all that, Melissa. So the audience understands <laughs> KWA pipeline was not necessary. Nope. Uh, De- Detroit water pipeline. When Flint was about to walk, they offered to cut its rates in half to Flint. So if the purpose of Flint wanting to leave was, the The rates are too high. Detroit emails show this, c- cut their offer by fifty percent for Flint to stay. So, because of Flint, uh, the emergency order that um, uh, gave the environmental emergency for Flint to join uh, the KWA pipeline, within that order, it mandated that while the KWA pipeline was constructed, Flint had to use the Flint River. And the Flint water plant, which again, did not even have the equipment necessary to properly treat the water, the Flint water plant had to treat that Flint river water. So now that the audience knows, what I wanna ask you is, why is it that through our reporting, the original Flint water prosecutors and investigators, they were building a racketeering case. I just wanna remind for the audience, that's about as high up as you can get in terms of financial <laughs> crimes. I mean, that's like the involuntary manslaughter of, or man, you know, or murder of financial, you don't really get much higher than RICO, cause it's it's organized crime. It's not only used against mafia figures, but it has been used against the mafia. That's what it was originally created for. So how, why is it that prosecutors and investigators before the current attorney general came in, Dana Nessel, they were building a racketeering case which you would assume they found some serious financial fraud that led to the water crisis but this current attorney general who by the way didn't give us uh, didn't really give us many answers for this story why did she not pers- not take the baton from that investigation and pursue those charges
1: well and the thing is is that most of the hard work had already been done I mean, she could have, you know, one kept the team on, even if they were, and they offered to, to consult, say, okay, I don't have to be the lead. You know, you can take my name off and out. Our team will consult since we've been living and breathing this case for over three years. They had been working with us Flint residents tight, like, you know, telling us what's going on as much as they legally could, but getting information from us, the evidence that we had already gathered, we worked as a team, so it started moving. I mean, we knew justice is slow. I mean, politics are involved. At that time, you know, the um, Attorney General who was under uh, former Governor Rick Snyder was going to be running for uh, Snyder's seat once he term limited out so um so that we knew that there was going to be some issues and he of course didn't want to completely alienate the uh republican base and all that great stuff you know so we knew it was slowed down but then when we found out that a democratic governor a democratic ag was coming in um dana nessel had promised you know as as attorney general she would bring justice to flint and so we were cautious but excited and then before even before the election we started hearing rumors that she was going to be firing And getting rid of and replacing the previous um special prosecuting team and we i personally panicked and reached out and said please don't do that because it took us three years to this point over three years to get them where they are now why would you want to start over and they just kept promising and then they painted it to where the previous prosecution team had left things out but we already knew where things were going they had been announced I mean, Rico means you're profiting off of a crime, which means a crime was committed by, by poisoning us. I mean, yes, it's a financial crime, but it led to our poisoning. That, that made us feel like, hey, our lives matter. Poisoning us is a, is a crime, you know? And that's what we've been wanting to see is that, you know, no, is sitting in jail, you know, people sitting in jail, is that going to, uh, you know, remove the lead from our kids' brains, bones and all that? No, not at all. However, it does tell us that our bodies and our lives matter and destroying it for profit that wasn't okay. And that was something that meant a lot to us. So justice to us meant that, well, one, replace all the damaged infrastructure, uh, pay for the medical you know, bills and the treatment and the mental health treatment we're gonna need, the educational support, but also the people who are guilty, the people who put this together and then ignored us when we were crying out for help for all that time, for a year and a half, they get, you know, they get arrested. That your job title doesn't protect you, doesn't keep you from, you know, being held accountable. And that poisoning Flint residents, not okay. So that was huge for us. But then to find out that as time went on, nothing happened. The RICO case just stopped. After the new administration, the new attorney general got into the office, nothing happened. Um, The charges got dropped a few months later and everything had been building up as for justice came crashing down around us.
0: And I just want i i just want the audience to know and and understand because if you don't know the history like like melissa and i know so the original investigation which was again 2016 to 2018 there was a special prosecutor so think like robert Mueller, but for flint um they that special prosecutor and his team they had charged 15 state of state of michigan officials as well as city of flint officials so there was 15 officials charged with everything from involuntary manslaughter to misconduct in office to um neglect of duty uh to other crimes so it's not like nothing was done over three years as our story in the guardian uh shows at before they were terminated they were very close to filing racketeering charges for Alleged fraud related to the KWA pipeline deal, which again, the KWA pipeline deal, that deal uh, and the environmental order that led to the bond deal, is why Flint went on the Flint River in the Flint River in the first place. Is why the Flint water plant, which was didn't even have the proper equipment, was didn't have the upgrades, treated that water. So without that allegedly uh, fraudulent financial deal, Flint is not on the Flint River. Uh, Flint doesn't even have the money to join this brand new pipeline. So that team was on the verge of all this. And then when Attorney General Dana Nessel came in, again, a Democrat, um, you know, she's not with C- Governor Whitmer, but Governor Whitmer came in, uh, another Democrat. Uh, a couple months after uh, they swept, fired everybody, uh, They st- they dropped charges against eight state and city officials. So state of Michigan officials and the city of Flint officials. They dropped all those charges uh, citing, you know, basically throwing the previous prosecutors and investigators under the bus, but they said, this doesn't mean we won't recharge. So they did recharge officials, uh, uh, several of the same officials that they dropped the charges against, they recharged them in January, 2021, only when they recharged certain officials who had previously been charged with financial crimes they did not recharge them with those financial crimes. Yeah. So again, how did one set of investigators charge two emergency managers who were appointed by Rick Snyder with alleged uh, with um, false pretenses related to the bond fraud? Um, but Dana Nessel's team came in, dropped those charges, and when they recharged them, charged them with lesser crimes without the financial charges. She, uh, again, why is it that one uh, set of investigators and prosecutors, they were going for a racketeering case, but uh, this one, Attorney General Dana Nessel and her team, there's no racketeering charges. There's no nothing. I wanna read from the story. I asked uh, uh, Councilman Eric Mays, who's the, uh, he's the chair of the Flint City Council now. I, we asked him, said, Nessel, let it go. Was it a lack of political or legal will? I cannot say, but it bothers me to this day, her team hasn't addressed it. So that's a Flint city councilman. He is the chair of the Flint city council who said, Nestle, the attorney general, let the financial fraud go. I know you can't get in her mind, but any thoughts on why the current attorney general and her team would let it go?
1: What's funny is that they even went ahead and charged former governor Rick Snyder. Now, with a misdemeanor $1,000 fine max that kind of thing so basically one penny per person poisoned. he basically got slapped with the parking fine you know that kind of thing. They did charge him, but the fact of the matter is they are doing everything, and, and this was something we were worried about that you know you can charge with manslaughter you can go ahead and charge with felony misconduct in office and all of this, but the minute. The minute and everything. And the thing is, is the previous prosecution team was held up like, oh, look at this. You've got, you know, you know, a guy who is Republican leading this prosecution team and he's investigating and charging Republicans. Oh my goodness. You know, he's our, he's our guy. But then the minute, the minute those financial uh, charges hit, as soon as there was like a, if you, they hit that button, you know, you can put somebody in jail or whatever, you can charge them this and that. And they seem to not really care. But the minute you touch that wallet. You minute you touch that money, especially the big names that are apparently behind it, you got Wall Street angry. That apparently is a no. That apparently is a line that you don't cross if you want any kind of, I guess, political future. Now, as a regular person, I'd be like, wow, I would vote for you again if you, you know, held these people accountable. That would make you a hero to the regular folk. But once again, the regular folk don't matter. You know, we vote, but you know, they're they're supposed to be, you know, responsible and accountable to us because we're supposed to be their bosses. However, you touch that money. You you know, you know can't cross Wall Street. That is exactly what I think it is. I think that the former prosecution team got fired, got removed because they went digging in. And it wasn't so much that they they were going after Governor Snyder. I mean, yeah, that's a no-no because he's their golden boy, I guess. But they were going after the bond deal, which means you've got the bondholders, you've got the investors, you've got Wall Street that's gonna get mad. And apparently that's a bear you don't wanna poke. So all of a sudden everything hit a screeching halt. And went downhill the minute that started you know moving forward the financial fraud charges that started moving forward because they're like okay yeah we can put some people behind bars for you know for manslaughter but you don't touch this because what would happen is and and and, and the evidence is still there all of the proof that they need the attorney general could yank the kwa bond deal it's a fraudulent contract she's an attorney that would be an easy, like it's a it was is like a, a softball. Here you go, do this and then show people that you can't profit off of poison people poisoning people and that you know making money that people aren't less important than you know investors and in getting their, their you know their money back. They're getting, you know, making sure that they profit off of their investment off of this fraudulent, unnecessary pipeline. So that is 100% why I feel everything got dropped because they they made it to that core where yes, people are dead, people are forever changed and you know, people should be held accountable and put in jail for that but that minute and everybody agreed to that. Everybody agreed with that. Until they started talking about um that bond deal. And well, then, you know, Wall Street, I'm sure stepped in and said, "No, no, no, no. no. You don't touch our money now."
0: Well, I'll actually uh, give you one further cuz myself Charlie Laduff who Co reported this story. Uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. Uh, we did a little digging, and uh, sources uh, told us. Uh, just reading from the story here, multiple sources familiar with the investigation noted that if the financial fraud or RICO charges had been filed, the state of Mich- the state of Michigan faced the potential of hundreds of millions of dollars in liability over the KWA bond deal. Since the attorney general's office under uh, Republican Bill Shooty had ultimately signed off on the allegedly fraudulent administrative order that greenlit Flint to borrow tens of millions to join the KWA. So just in English, Ouch. the attorney general's office signed off on this administrative consent order, which was that emergency environmental order that, that led to this bond deal that led to Flint being on the Flint river. So because the attorney general's office signed off on it, uh, the state of Michigan could be on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars if it went to court. Publicity, bondholders want their money back, investors want their money back. But it's not just the state of Michigan. Continuing to read from the story, JP Morgan, Chase, and Wells Fargo, who along with a third financial firm underwrote the KWA bond deal. So, three financial institutions, including JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, the big boys on Wall Street, uh, they financed the bond deal. Uh, They could have also faced similar financial penalties for failing to do their due diligence as outlined in the administrative order that preceded the bond deal. Uh, Their due diligence was to ensure that necessary upgrades to Flint's water plant were completed so that the plant could safely treat Flint River water. And by the way, in 2020, those banks were sued on behalf of 2,600 Flint children for their, quote, conscience, Conscience-shocking behavior in fin- financing the deal that led to quote dire health consequences to the children of Flint. So, in a nutshell, Melissa, again, I, we can't get an Attorney General Dana Nessel's head. However, the Attorney General of Michigan, one of her top jobs, is to defend the state of Michigan.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: if the state of Michigan could be facing hundreds of millions of dollars in liability, by the way, these are Democratic politicians, Melissa. They, like the Republicans, are heavily funded by who? Wall Street. So it's not not relevant that both the state of Michigan and these banks could have been facing a whole lot of liability if financial fraud charges or a RICO case went forward in court.
1: And something tells me that then that. we would be getting this, the residents of Flint, the impacted, the victims here. We would be getting more than the six hundred million dollars that the state has come to the table to settle with. Um, and you know, at, at this point, you know, when they came to the table to settle, they look like they're a partner in trying to, you know, help Flint residents recover with what little money they're giving us. But something tells me if they were forced to give more, they are forced because of a finan- financial fraud. Um, yeah, I think that we'd be tacking on another digit. To, uh, to the settlement, and boy, that sure would make the investors look bad. It would make the bond rating for uh, the state of Michigan look terrible as well, because remember, they had to take out bonds. They had to borrow. The state of Michigan had to borrow money to, uh, to get that $600 million and get it um, approved through the appropriations at the state government level. Um, fairly certain that would have been a lot more brutal of a process, and it wouldn't have looked like a partner. It would have looked like them paying up because they did something bad. So, yeah, a lot of bad PR spin, a lot of elections coming up and a lot of money on the line. And um, again, none of us in Flint are getting rich. If you figure there's, you know, 100,000 people, give or take, you know, who were impacted by this water, $600 million minus, you know, the different programs, because the state was able to dictate the programs as well, that this would be funding, you know, for special education. And these aren't bad things. It's just chipping away at that $600 million, and then, you know, we're left with what little we have but the state's like, yeah, we're coming together and we're bringing this amount and it's going to be us working with you <laughs> if they are getting hit also at the same time, fairly certain our attorneys would be like no 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 also we have these financial fraud charges and you're liable for a lot more than 600 million dollars and you know then it would be a lot different. so and then also think about it going through the trial and the you know the hearings and everything I mean everything will be brought out into the open who paid for what, who funded what, um, who donated to who to get what approved, Um, you know, and then, and also like the attorneys that helped with the KWA deal with setting up the KWA to begin with, they donated to um, Attorney General Nestle's campaign for office. So everybody seems to be, you know, holding hands and working together. Um, Of course, unfortunately, it's not working together to help the residents of Flint and uh, fixing what they broke. Well, Well, the state broke.
0: I also wanted to mention, again, reading from the story, and this is all information broken by yours truly, with the help of Charlie Leduff, Pulitzer Prize winning journal- Pul- <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning journalist uh, out of Michigan. He used to be with the New York Times. Uh, we worked on this story together. But some of the information that could have uh, gone forward in court, uh, documents obtained by the Guardian, uh, further, conf- further confirm. Uh, Flood's investigation, Flood, the special prosecutor, was looking into potential bribery and racketeering, which are key components of RICO cases. In one petition obtained by The Guardian uh, to subpoena a KWA official, prosecutors said they had, quote, reasonable cause to believe that corrupt transactions involving certain contractors, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner's (laughs) Office— Other entities and persons of interest had occurred. The header of the petition specified that prosecutors were investigating bribery, racketeering, and false pretenses. So once again, if this went forward in court, you got corrupt transactions involving certain contractors, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner's office, uh, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner, by the way, Flint is part of Genesee County, Uh, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner, Jeff Wright happens to also be the CEO of the KWA pipeline uh, for which there was alleged fraud. Uh, To be clear, he was not charged. So I just want to put that out there. Um, We don't, you know, I don't know if he was going to be charged, but uh, we know that according to the documents, uh, the guardian obtained here, uh, that his office was being investigated, the Genesee County Drain commissioner's office for corrupt transactions involving certain contractors. So that probably wouldn't have been too good if it went forward in court, Melissa, because in the context of what you were just talking about, this, you know, Flint, uh, recently Flint residents got a $600 million settlement, but if a major financial fraud was exposed in criminal court, maybe that number would have went up because the liability then goes up.
1: Also, and then also um, we had initially when we filed the civil suit, you know, the, the class action lawsuits, the damages lawsuits had included Jeff Wright and the drain commissioner's office as defendants. And he, you know, got up and testified and his attorneys fought and fought and fought to say he had nothing to do with uh, Flint switching to the Flint River and that's nothing. And then so he was dismissed as a defendant, fairly certain if the information you're talking about um, came out if he was going to if his office was going to be charged with the uh bond deal and well and with fraud that would really really make it tough for him to get out of the civil charges as well to get out of the um you know the the civil case so yeah there's more there too because yeah that he got out i mean that's the thing is that we had also talked about it with you know flood and the special investigators team that jeff right ha- he, he has much control and power here the our our county drain commissioner um that you know he's a former fbi um, fbi informant he's got his hands on a lot of things and yeah he is the ceo of the karagandhi water authority and then had gone to these meetings um i ran into him march of 2015 when we went to the city of Lapeer and uh tried to talk their residents out of signing on to the kwa because of the dangers and they in fact voted to not take it you know take it on to actually use that that uh, that which i'm sure you know was very very um upsetting to the drain commissioner um but yeah so we had actually filed you know had him included and and the his office included as defendants in the uh the civil the damages cases and he was able to get out by saying there's nothing that you have that can prove i was connected to this whatsoever right but it sounds like to
0: to be clear in fairness to him uh the story we just broke we don't have any ironclad proof that he was about to be charged uh we know that at least by the documents the guardian obtained uh we know that the previous the original investigation was at least investigating mm-hmm. his office uh so that's all we could say i can't move it further that he was going to be charged so just to be fair to him we're not saying he was going to be charged because we don't have uh, concrete evidence of that however uh what we do know is if that kind of information corrupt transactions uh, uh contractors things like that went into cr- uh, criminal court puts a little bit of a stain wouldn't you say on this kwa bond deal which by the way i believe in 2014 was voted like midwest deal deal of the year
1: yeah this, yes, the was. second
0: thing i wanted to ask you about melissa so that the audience understands flint got 600 million dollars in a settlement um but the set, the amount of money in the settlement really has it has there's a lot of different components that drives that number but obviously the more sinister crimes that are charged criminally, you would have more liability in terms of the state uh, civilly. So it's not just it's not just that uh, these financial charges basically were swept under the rug. Previous reporting that I've done for the Intercept, we broke that that same original investigation. They were building a case against the governor for involuntary manslaughter. Let me repeat. When Attorney General Nessel came in and fired that whole team, uh, to be clear, we don't have evidence they were ready to charge him with involuntary manslaughter. But myself, Charlie LaDuff separately, a third reporter in Michigan, those two independently confirmed my reporting that the original Flint prosecutors and investigators, they were building a case against Snyder for involuntary manslaughter. I don't know, Melissa, I think if the governor of Michigan was charged with involuntary manslaughter for his role in the water crisis... Pretty sure Flint residents would be demanding and probably definitely receiving more than $600 million from the state of Michigan.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and also then, like right now, you know, it, they, they've painted it to where, oops, it was an accident. I had misconduct in office. I, I, I made mistakes. There is a difference between you harmed us because you made mistakes, didn't understand your job, ignored your duties, versus you harmed us as a result of a criminal action as a result of fraud, that changes the ball game, that makes it far more serious. And I think that that was a big part of it as well. Get rid of these, you know, because also you can't say it was an accidental, like fraud. It wasn't an accidental financial fraud. It wasn't an accidental bribe. It wasn't, you know, I mean, you know, they, they always said like, oh, you know, I didn't mean to poison Flint. I just didn't understand the law or I didn't do this and I, oopsie, oopsie, like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Um, you can't say that about financial fraud you did it you knew what you were doing especially these financial institutions that is their job that is your one job you know and so yeah i think it would be different like these you know the damages that you know that, that eventually hopefully by the end of 2022 you know that flint residents will see their small portion of the 600 million dollars for the children because it's aimed at you know at, at trying to send money to the kids 80 percent of it is for the kids um which i'm not against I'm just saying that, you know, there's a lot more damage than just to the children. And we got a whole lot of things, a whole lot of mess to deal with. But we're getting that, you know, 600 million, like, here you go, here's your piece. Sorry, we made these oopsies, these mistakes would be a lot more difficult. And it wouldn't be the same if there were crimes actually, you know, like people were actually indicted and charged and then, you know, convicted of crimes Then that would make a a huge difference in this case, because it was from criminal actions. It wasn't from an oopsie. I, I didn't understand the law. I didn't understand this email. My bad. It would be totally different because that would show intent because crime, you know, you have to show, you have to prove intent to be able to actually, you know, charge somebody and to be able to actually convict somebody. You have to show that they did it intentionally, you know, so that is, um, you know, that's that's something. That would have changed this ballgame altogether. And financial fraud, obviously you can't accidentally, you know, write up a, a fraudulent um, environmental emergency to, you know, get this fraudulent contract moving and then profit off of it, you know, accidentally. None of that's an accident, it shows intent. And it also changes it to a stain of, um, we didn't understand these outdated water safety laws. Oops are bad too. We profited off of this, you got poisoned, well but so that does change it from a pr lens like okay you poisoned the residents of flint in order to make a profit you were profiting off of it you're still profiting off of it because the kwa contract is still ongoing and now flint is paying in our water bill because we're now getting a blended water source but let's just talk about the fact that they restarted the flint water crisis all over again we're not even at the eight-year mark getting up to it and we're doing it again they're changed they changed our water source without our permission yet again and they're blending it with the kwa they're blending the you know the our, our drinking water with the kwa water which we didn't want with zero testing ahead of time that would show the safety of blending um so yeah so we're now our water bill because the, the the county genesee county um when we said no we're not going to go to the karagandhi water authority the former mayor pushed and she said no we're not going to the kwa uh genesee county was left with those big old bond bills coming up and then they started saying that the county was going to go broke So here now they're blending, they're doing this little, you know, they're saying they're replacing valves. Why you got to blend water to replace the valves that then they said were already repaired. Who knows yet another funsy there. We're guinea pigs, but also it is to profit because now in our water bills, we have our money going towards this pipeline. We didn't want to be on to begin with. And so it's, it's, it's a contract. The KWA is a pipeline, a contract that just won't stop. And so people are profiting and we're still getting you know water through trash infrastructure and nobody can tell us if this blending is going to disrupt that damaged infrastructure even further so so yeah it just won't die because there's money to be made investments are made there's banks financial institutions wall street's behind it so who cares what happens to the residents of flint they you know and they got away with the flint water crisis switching our water for this pipeline you know in 2014 nobody's sitting in jail over it so hey we'll just do it again and then you know We'll see what doesn't happen and who isn't held accountable, but who cares about what's happening to us.
0: I want to also read, because uh, I thought this was really powerful uh, statement that was made to uh, me. So Professor Peter Hammer, he's with Wayne State. He actually wrote... Uh, one of the most well-known reports on kind of the legacy of the Flint water crisis. Uh, And it was a very thorough report. He wrote, it found structural environmental racism, uh, systemic racism that led to the Flint water crisis. So when I reached out to him uh, for this story and basically revealed uh, what we found, which was the current attorney general and her, her team that basically fired the first team of prosecutors and investigators uh, that they, Uh, at least did not follow through on uh, a racketeering case. Uh, If you wanna go further, have swept financial charges, buried them, uh, charges that had been charged, Uh, they buried them. Uh, He said to me, uh, quote, I never understood why the attorney general disrupted the initial investigation, dropped the initial charges, or set a different direction in her new charges that chart a course away from the issues of financing the KWA pipeline. Uh, That's from Peter Hammer, Wayne State law professor. Quote, her decisions mean that some of the most important questions relating to the crisis, the political and economic forces driving the KWA pipeline are not being addressed. This adds a new tragedy for the people of Flint who deserve to know the root causes of their suffering and to hold any financial wrongdoing accountable. I mean, it doesn't get as, I mean, between Councilman Eric Mays saying that Attorney General Dana Nessel let it go, you have Peter Hammer who, again, wrote, of one of the most well-known reports on uh what happened with the flint water crisis basically saying uh that her decisions basically mean the most important questions are not being addressed and that is follow the money okay. um so um t- you know to you before we move on to where flint is today um you know what does it say that at the end of you know the root of all evil they say is money uh what does it say to you that obviously no one has been convicted yet But the people that were profited off of this, it doesn't seem like there's going to be much accountability towards the financial end of things. People who profited off of, you know, basically using Flint residents as guinea pigs.
1: What this means is they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again to, uh, well, they're doing it again to us already. They didn't even wait for the dust to settle and they're going to do it to the next city. The next city and the next city um i mean water is being traded as a commodity on the stock on the stock market and so we're moving in that direction so if um you know financial institutions banks politicians um if they can get in uh in in uh, bed together with a deal like this and make a ton of money on privatizing your water and charging you out the ear with it not even caring what the quality is there's no repercussions that's that's what that means and if it's okay to poison flint residents with all of the attention this has gotten and all of the evidence that's in you know the attorney general's face and everyone's face everything you've dug up everything that you know has been brought to light all that evidence sitting there and still nothing is done with it they're going to look the other way and they're going to look the other way when it happens to your city too that's what that says to me that one our bodies none of ours are important and two people are okay going to sleep at night knowing that they poison people for profit and it hasn't stopped and the it's not going to. So um, a little depressing, not usually my sunny self, but the fact that they've had it, they had a gift wrapped to them. The, the, the charges, everything was already moving forward. In fact, the night that they dropped the charges uh, was the night before they were supposed to go to trial. Uh, or they were going to be going to a hearing because two very powerful people in the state of michigan were uh, being bound over for trial for manslaughter um so and since then they've had their wealthy benefactors get up and plead for them for the charges to be dropped and so it just says hey hey you know if uh you've got no soul basically and uh you have a way to make money off of poor poisoning you know poor majority black and brown communities you can get away with it because look They did it here in Flint. So there's no reason why they wouldn't do it to your community either.
0: And uh, I want to ask also moving away from like the nitty gritty of this story, which we've addressed, uh, it seems like there's now like a full court, uh, full court press uh, in some media to try and get the charges dropped against the governor, Uh, the Wall Street Journal. You just saw a story. uh, And uh, by the way, the the charges against the governor, a misdemeanor. That's all that was charged against this governor who... Previous stories uh, I broke in The Intercept show that he knew about the, the deadly legionnaires uh, waterborne outbreak, a deadly bacteria that killed really an untold number of people in Flint. There's really no way to know exactly how many people died of legionnaires in Flint. Uh, he knew about it 16 months earlier than he notified the public, meaning for 16 months he was aware there was a deadly waterborne uh, bacteria where cases were going up. Uh, and people were dying, and he did not notify the residents uh, until January 2016. He knew about it as early as October 2014. That's through documents I found from the original criminal prosecution. So I bring that up because you have the Wall Street Journal, a political prosecution in Michigan. The Flint, the Flint lead water indictments look worse all the time. Uh, I personally am getting emails from Governor Snyder's legal team asking me, uh, tell, informing me about their. Defense blog, that there's a new blog uh, from his defense team, and you see kind of whisper campaigns and uh, in the media how uh, this is really uh, setting a dangerous political precedent for the governor to be charged, uh, you know, for, um, you know, uh, for just you know decisions uh, that any politician could have potentially, uh, you know, made some mistakes, but we don't criminalize political mistakes. I wanted to ask you, you know, when you hear uh, for the Wall Street Journal a political prosecution in Michigan, uh, what do you, re- how do you react to that?
1: Shame on that writer. Shame on you. And I hope this makes it to whoever wrote that. Because let me explain this Governor Snyder, out of his mouth, said, I was in charge of Flint when this happened and the cover up happened. The buck stops with me. So now why is he trying so hard and why are you working? to get him out of his own responsibility. The buck stops with me, hello. Also, so so basically, you know, he decided and it's not just any political person could make this mistake and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 let's not forget that he took over, chose to take over the city of Flint and all the decision-making. He chose to suspend our local democracy. Um, he chose to take away our power and assign it to his unelected appointed officials who reported directly to him, he had to sign off on these deals. He had to sign off on what was going on, where, and of course, now we know, thanks to your reporting that he knew a lot longer than the rest of us. He knew about the Legionnaires and that people were dying and he could have warned us, we could have taken precautions because Legionnaires is preventable. If you do a few certain things, and if they put a full court press out, like how it's happened sort of with COVID now, Legionnaires is a, a form of bacterial pneumonia. If you don't die from it, guess what? It probably doesn't do a lot of favors for your lungs. Along comes COVID. So that makes us, and for the longest time, you know, as when this all hit, Flint had, you know, the Genesee County in our area, we had a 10 to 12 and a half percent fatality rate. That means people were dying. And even to this day, right now, we have um, close to a two and a half percent fatality rate, which is far higher than the United States, the, you know, the state of Michigan, all of that great stuff. Um, because we have a weakened and compromised immune system and you know damaged lungs which just made it a playground i'm sure for COVID to come on in and make it super easy so these are lasting forever impacts so for you to sit there and write this article saying oh no it's a dangerous precedent what is a dangerous precedent that a rich white man gets held accountable for what he did to a poor majority minority city that he let people die that he covered it up and he knew about it and that he decided to ignore our local officials, our people, and just move forward with this, you know, financial fraudulent financial deal. Um, So that way, you know, his backers and investors and all that stuff, they wouldn't get um, angry and they would be able to make their, you know, make their money, they'd be able to profit, there you go. Um, Bulldozed. he being the one unilaterally in charge, him and the state of Michigan, bulldozed Flynn over and the people who are dying, And the people who were forever damaged and the children and the miscarriages and the fetal deaths and the the issues that we're still facing today so this guy didn't just like oops back into somebody else's car which could possibly get him a thousand dollar fine like he's got with his little um uh, misdemeanor that he's being charged with his suits cost more than the uh the fines he's potentially facing and you're fighting so hard to let him out of a misdemeanor not even a slap on the wrist it's just like a poke it's like this that's what he's getting compared to the damage that's been done to the human beings here in flint the businesses also if you want to talk about finances think about how many businesses got shut down because they couldn't afford the filtration systems and they'd their employees and they'd their customers you know people went in for soup for coffee things like that you know um the damage that's been done here the deaths and then going down the line, what has this uh, done to cancer clusters in the area? What has this done to this and that? And all these different things that are now being looked at. These are forever consequences that we have to suffer. And you don't want the person who signed off on all of this to be held accountable. And what good can come out of it of him being held accountable? One, getting rid of the emergency manager law that's on the books in dozens of states, in a in a, one form or another. So getting rid of that law that says profit over people, and you know let's go ahead and you know just suspend democracy here in the United States. So some, some rich people can make some money off of the you know suffering of the poor. Um, so maybe get rid of that law, maybe make it a crime to poison people. And perhaps the next governor and the next elected official will think twice about signing off on something, knowing that people could get harmed, that there's a potential risk, maybe doing their due diligence as an elected official to protect their constituents and not wall street. So gee, Let's boo-hoo about Snyder's little misdemeanors and the little tiny little, you know, pokes on the wrists, you know, thousand dollar fines. Let's put a whole article out here saying, who cares about the residents of Flint? Who cares about how many people have died? Let, who cares about who's suffering with cancer? Who's suffering with loss? Who got hit with COVID? How bad our hospitals are overfull because we have 100,000 people give or take with compromised, changed, altered, suppressed immune systems. So thank you Wall Street Journal for saying, who cares about the poisoned people? let's worry about this rich white man and possibly having to pay a $1,000 fine.
0: And by the way, uh, at least uh, towards the beginning of the pandemic, Flint makes up 24% of Genesee County, but that 24% uh, made up 40% of the cases. So Flint, a little less than a quarter of Genesee County, but it was making up 40% of the cases. Frankly, it might've been making up more than 40% of the cases. If you add uh, Flint Township, which is technically not all Flint, but parts of Flint Township were on the Flint River water. So you're well, talking upwards of 40% of cases in a county.
1: And I'll tell you right now for the past two weeks, and it's been longer, um, it's about impossible to get a COVID test in, uh, in Flint. So uh, my son had a potential exposure and uh, we received an email letting us know that it happened. So we went to go to the, you know, the local churches that were doing it and nope, systems are down people are waiting outside wrapped around the building and uh people had set appointments uh they're they're going into two weeks from now uh yeah so can't find a test found that out and today's been uh you know calling everybody to see begging where can we go get a test where can we go get a test so something tells me those numbers looked awful funky and so now they're making it more difficult. It's the same as they've done with our water. People were still testing and still are testing for high lead in the water. People were finding bacteria in their water. So they shut the testing down. They made it impossible. They ran independent testers out of the city that were looking for bacteria, PFAS, other chemicals, you know, cancer causing, you know, disinfection byproducts, anybody that was looking beyond the lead. And then the lead themselves, they've made it very difficult to get tests. And so they're doing the same thing now with COVID. And again, they're similar they're going to continue to happen people were shocked and and just appalled at the failure of government with the pandemic um no it's what's been happening to us here in flint there's a problem so the first thing you do is you lie to the people you cover it up you lie to the people you let them suffer and die and then when something is going to come out that will force you know you to say something and you're going to say something and then you're going to just piecemeal some kind of recovery which is why we're still in the pandemic and you know we're going on 2 years in the pandemic and we're going on 8 years of the flint water crisis well, that, it that is that was the my pain.
0: that was my next point so we got in this country massive covid fatigue for good reason uh we're headed on 2 years in march uh in april flint is headed into year 8 of it's it's pandemic cuz to be clear and, and this is a question a lot of people think this is over Uh, Because the media has fed a lot of, frankly, not accurate data uh, to make it seem like, oh, no, the water's fine in Flint. It's meeting EPA regulations. It's been meeting EPA regulations for years. Uh, You know, everything's, you know, now it's an issue of trust, but the actual water itself is fine. Can you tell people eight years into your pandemic, because April is eight years, uh, is the water safe in Flint? Uh, Can you also tell people... How are residents health? Because frankly, a lot of people don't realize the full effects of heavy metal poisoning, which from lead, also other contaminants that were in their water. You don't just die the next day, it takes years and people get worse and worse over those years. So let's start with what is the actual quality and safety of the water right now?
1: Uh, Well, we can't say it's safe. Um, We can pretty much say it's unsafe for the exact reason of the fact that our water um while they're blending it so we have no clue what's happening but whatever water they're sending to us whether it's safe or not from the get doesn't matter because it's going through still damaged corroded contaminated distribution mains through the streets to get to our service lines which not even all of the lead and galvanized service lines are replaced none of the copper ones are replaced um and then inside our homes no one is replacing our, our our pipes in our homes uh our fixtures appliances, anything that's been corroded by the water. So no, um, the problem hasn't been fixed. We had to sue to get the lead and galvanized steel service lines replaced, which is still going on because of political mess and dragging feet and this and that. And we've gone back and forth the court so many times that it's just been wonderful, but we can't even get that part done. And, but it doesn't matter, that's just a clean straw the distribution mains taking it to our service lines are corroded they're rupturing in the streets you you've seen the big olympic pool size holes and sinkholes in the street because water from the you know ruptured mains are just running houses are sinking roofs are caving roofs are cracking um you know and then we also have you know corroded infrastructure inside our houses and we didn't do this you know, the state did it, the city did it. Um, all these people, the governor, his office, they made these decisions. Whoever else was involved uh, who joined the uh, the profit-making party that led to our poisoning and destruction of our infrastructure and our homes and our businesses, uh, they're not being held accountable and they're not fixing what they broke, the simple l- rule. Now, onto us physically. So, lead, you know, high copper, uh, tin, aluminum, chromium, uh, PFAS, uh total trihalomethanes disinfection byproducts carcinogens bacteria human pathogens all these things that have been found in our water all these things that have been found in our water um love they leave lovely lovely uh after effects one uh boys boys who are poisoned lead poisoned in their youth it's stored in their bones their DNA gets changed they can pass their lead poisoning down to their sons down to their sons that's three generations of blood poisoning, Uh, lowered IQ, lower ability to make decisions, um, more emotional, they don't have that regulation in their brains, lots of ADD and ADHD in adults and kids have been diagnosed. Um, We have a lot of autism, actually, there has been a lot of autism that's been diagnosed in our younger babies and our kids, and they got to live with that forever. And uh, we don't have enough resources for the autism treatments. Um, There's cancer clusters in Flint you know of someone particularly who has had thyroid and throat cancer. Um, I know people who have had lung cancer. I got to deal with my own cancer deal this past year. Um, (laughs) one of those things when you come out of surgery and they're like, Oh, you could have died. Awesome. With all these things. And, And the thing is, is that, you know, you're a normal, regular person, just trying to live your regular life. And yet you're sitting across from all these specialists and they're saying, we don't know why this happened why 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 is my body different than somebody else who's just like me in another community in a wealthy white community that's not poisoned well duh you know when you throw my neurologist told me when my seizures began um that when you throw metals into an electrical system that's why you don't put a fork in a in a, an electrical outlet it causes things to go haywire and your brain it does what it can to work around it so i'm on i don't have epilepsy but i got a seizure disorder that's awesome to deal with the hand tremors the memory loss um the, the untreated, the, the layered ongoing trauma uh, and the moral injury of the city and state telling me, assuring me that the water was safe and fine. So I cooked with it and I gave it to my kids thinking I was doing the healthiest thing for my kids. Don't give them pop. Don't give them this. But now I'm looking at my kids who don't have much for an immune system. They can't get really their white blood cell counts above four. They're tired all the time. They, their growth plates have pro- closed prematurely, which means their growth plates in their neck that go all the way down to their, their um, feet. That, allow, that open and are soft and spongy for, you know, a, between ages nine to 14 and beyond um, that allow their ligaments and muscles to grow with their bones closed prematurely. So my sons are hunched over. They've had to go to through several rounds of physical therapy so somebody could pull and force their joints uh, or their 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 ligaments and their muscles to stretch. Um, <laughs> so they're in constant pain. And what are you going to do about that with the kid? You know, I'm not going to give him narcotics. I, I no, like, I mean, and what good does that do anyways? It doesn't fix the problem. Um, I have a son that uh, now has a, um endocrine problem. And so they're looking at it and they're like, well, this isn't normal for his age. Why is this happening? But that's what we continue to hear. In 2014, the fall of 2014, my no- <laughs> my 10-year-old at that time got pneumonia. Not normal. My, my 11-year-old at that time fell off his bike and his wrist splintered he drank a lot of milk. Why did that happen? Why were his bones weak? Oh, well, now we know because we found out after it and later because they were hiding it and they, the city and state knew, the governor's office knew that legionnaires was going out there that uh, you know, it was spiking historical high, I mean record-breaking numbers. Um because they could have prescribed my kids, you know, they could have gotten the antibiotics. The people that died could have gotten the right antibiotics, could have got treated and survived. We could have done what we needed to do to prevent that from happening. But they didn't so now we get to face these health consequences um a good friend of ours you know him quite well he is on a vent on a vent and because his lungs got damaged there were spots they had found issues with his lungs not because of smoking but because of inhaling god knows what in our showers um and drinking high level i mean he had sky high levels of lead and in in copper in his house i mean in my heavy metals and he's on a ventilator and then there's his christmas eve um
0: and to be clear, you're currently, um, you're currently being treated for cancer.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, and then the fact that in a few days, it'll be a year since I had a heart monitor monitor implanted because, um, the organs that didn't get damaged. My heart and lungs really didn't get wrecked by the water crisis. So bad to where it it. COVID got it because guess what? In late February, early March, I had pneumonia that wouldn't go away that the antibiotics wouldn't treat. Because once again, the government was lying saying that there was no COVID in the United States, there wasn't here yet. And I'm like, oh, I just somehow must have got pneumonia and um, and an ear infection. But I have a permanent hearing loss because my eighth cranial nerve was damaged. And uh, yeah, I got a heart monitor in and they still, um, my heart's damaged my lungs are damaged, I have to uh, have an inhaler um, twice a day, and then I have an emergency inhaler, and then I have a button I push when my heart rate decides to go either way too fast or way too slow for my activities. Um, I w- I just had my checkup at the cardiologist, and I have a heart of a much older smoking person, you know, somebody who's not as healthy as I try to be, because again, I have to cook at home because I uh, had intestinal damage um, yeah oh yeah that's too. I had uh, polyps twice now removed from my stomach which that happens um, there's genetic disorders that I actually don't have. Um, or you take too many NSAIDs things like that which i'm allergic to NSAIDs, so I don't take them um, or H pylori, which is a bacteria, you can pick up through uh, contaminated water. Uh, so I've had uh, polyps removed from my stomach twice now, since 2015, and now I have a bleeding ulcer, <laughs> which, um, you know, you'd think, oh, it's from stress. No, it can be caused by um, the things that I don't have or H. pylori, which means, oh, my God, all that water I was drinking to be healthy, to work out, to, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm going to be healthy, never smoked, yeah, you know, whatever, um, to make sure that that's all uh, good. And it doesn't matter, got a bleeding ulcer that feels like uh, very painful. But what's interesting is that the cancer and the, the, all of the other issues that were going on uh, in my uh, abdomen, didn't know about, was covering the pain of the ulcer. So if anybody's had an ulcer, the pain that I was having before that was so great that I didn't even know that I had a you know bleeding full of acid ulcer gut. So it's exhausting. And so to hear that the Wall Street Journal is saying, oh no, we can't let Governor Snyder, and even if I was selfish and I only cared about me, now mind you, I'm a social worker and my, clients are all Flint residents. And the, what I'm going through is nothing compared to what they're going through. So let's just put it that way. And um, for the, to hear people be like, no, we can't let this man who was in charge of all this, who made all the decisions, who literally said on TV, the buck stops with me, um, and that he was sorry and he was gonna help fix Flint. And you're begging to get him out of being held accountable for the things he's done to my city, to my family, to my friends in the hospital. When I, when I was, and then even when I had surgery, I had to be uh, sent out early, uh, discharged early because there was three of us in my room and recovering because the hospitals are full, you know? And um, I know that's happening everywhere, but um, yeah, we, um, the people we've lost went down fast. And, and um, to, to,
0: to be clear, pre 2014, so before you consumed <laughs> this water, you didn't have any major health
1: issues. No. I, I not, no, I didn't. I had, uh, I was uh, actually, um, I was, I took my vitamins. I rarely saw my doctor except for annual checkups. And um, I was working out four to five days a week and working with a nutritionist. So I was healthy. And, you know, I I, you know, I had been doing that for a couple of years and um, yeah, I put on weight. My muscles were gone. My awesome looking muscles that made my tattoos look great were gone. My stamina is gone, obviously. I, I mean, that's literally, I mean, I worked, I mean, I, I worked. I raised my three sons, plus my my husband and my, you know, my two-year-old niece at the time. I was a tour manager. I managed, you know, six bands, put on concerts. I was always on the go. I did PR marketing for six different radios or five different radio stations, and so I was always on the go, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, remind mind you, I didn't pay for bottled water to go to the gym. Why would I do that? My water was fine. They assured me that my water was fine because, unfortunately, my water was clear. It hadn't, you know, changed colors at the time, but. Everybody said, Hey, your water's clear. You're fine. Wrong. Though what they didn't tell you is that you know PFAS, lead, um, and the, the the disinfection byproducts, they don't have a color. I had no idea. So as I filled up my jug to take with me to the gym four to five days a week and drank a gallon to a gallon and a half a day, depending on where I was at in my workout schedule of my tap water, um, yeah, I had no idea. Same thing with giving it to my kids. They're outside playing, running around. Here you go, guys. Here's some cold ice water. Hmm. Great. So now they get to live with that forever. I get to live with this forever. Um, Fairly certain none of this extended my life. It surely made my quality of life um, trash. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm uh, in my nineties, you know, that kind of thing. And that there's people like me that are suffering and that we might lose more people that we love because once again, politics and profit were more important than people and public health. So
0: my last question, you know, uh, I've experienced this firsthand. The media has made it seem like this is over. Uh, they've made it seem like the water is fine, nothing to see here. Now it's just about regaining trust. Blah blah blah. There's a lot of promises made in Flint. You know, I remember Elon Musk. Remember, he came in and pledged that he was going to, you know, uh, fix. Uh, they Eddie. just now
1: finally got those uh, filtration systems. They're testing them now. Like yeah. years later.
0: He pledged that he was going to fix uh, water in homes with contamination. I mean, as far as I know, mm-hmm. I mean, the former mayor was uh, fighting to get money to f- to replacing damaged interior plumbing. So uh, Musk said he was going to fix Flint, but the pipes haven't been changed inside most residents' homes, and those pipes were damaged just like the pipes in the streets, Uh, You know, you know, President Obama, when he was in there, made a lot of promises and, you know, came and drank the water. Uh, You know, I'm sure you weren't expecting much from Trump, but there's been a lot of promises made from politicians, uh, the Elon Musk's of the world. Uh, I'm sitting here. uh, I'm not in Flint, but I've been there a lot. I've been there almost 20 times. I see I see a city eight years later. You still got busted pipes. uh, Residents are getting sicker and sicker medical bills have stacked up uh and not to mention nobody's got medicare for all in flint nobody's got medicare for all in flint for their probably for most for a lot of people we're talking thousands of people uh lifetimes of medical needs including children who have medical needs from physical pain to mental health challenges now from that water so can you kind of just touch on uh have any of the promises that were made to you guys uh, been really follow through on
1: no no and um when people say that you know they talk about like it's meeting epa standards it's not for safe water let's just remind everybody that the lead and copper rule and safe drinking water act are not health-based the only safe level of lead is zero okay so then they're saying well we're meeting the this that just means that you know that when they sampled homes that 90 percent of them you know tested as an an average of um 15 parts per billion or less now lead 15 parts per billion
0: 15 parts per billion for lead
1: yes and lead the size of a grain of salt can poison a child so it doesn't take very much the only safe level is zero now they're saying this but then yet we've had to go back and forth to Quin court because the city and state aren't even doing enough tests they're not even properly testing it you expose that so what's interesting to me is that the media knows that people were charged, but also that, you know, the state one of the many reasons that they're, they're culpable and they're responsible for the damage that's done to Flint is because they got caught cheating on the testing and that hasn't changed. So we've had to go to court to say, hey, and a federal judge said, no, you're not doing the proper testing. You can't declare this water safe when you're not even collecting enough samples and you're not even going to tier one homes. They're not even following the law to this day and so for the media out there to just accept what the state says okay so if a guy in a in a mask so jason comes up from friday the 13th and is stabbing me in the stomach right in front of you and you know he's done it and you know he stabbed other people but he says no 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 she's fine see look i mean she's fine i mean i'm unconscious i'm probably not dead at that point but he stabbed me and he's saying it's fine why would you take his word for it why would you take the guilty party who did the crimes who did the damage and that's been caught cheating and doing these violations, why would you take their word for it? What, I mean, you would think that, you know, wow, what possible motivation would the state have to say everything's fine? Oh yeah, millions and millions of dollars. That's a good motivator right there, avoiding prison. And then also, as I was told by our state office, by the um, one of our legislators and our state legislators, he said, well, if we fix Flint, we're gonna have to fix all the poison cities. Hmm. Yeah, so you know, that's what gets me. People are like, well, your water's safe now. You guys have new pipes. Nope, no, we don't. We, some people ha- have new service lines. That's not even finished yet. Um, but yeah, the pipes are still bad. So as long as the pipes are still bad, still contaminating our water flowing through it, coming to our homes, as long as the pipes, the appliances and the fixtures are corroded and releasing contaminants into the water, our water is not safe. Simple as that. You can take all the science and you can see Cause we don't have anybody independently doing the testing. Now it's just the state, you know, the people who did this to us. So, um, you know, pretty interesting there. I find that interesting that, you know, there's that, but then also all they want to do is talk about lead, 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 cause it's easy, but they're not even testing for bacteria. They're not even talking about what else is going on. We find out months after that last summer, the summer before we had record numbers of Legionnaires cases still, but they they keep that quiet. They keep that quiet. So, yeah, no, the water here, we can, there's no way we can even say it's safe, the state's testing, we can't even say they did it right. But if you look, there's still people testing in the hundreds of parts per billion for lead. And there's not even widespread testing, they're not even collecting enough samples to actually do a proper sampling pool. And so yeah, and then also, they like collecting samples in the cold weather, whether when uh, lead typically is lower. So, yeah, they're gaming the system, the, the still broken system because we still haven't had the federal changes to the lead and copper rule. Um, and this impacts everybody that's countrywide. So, yeah. So when people come to me and say, is your water safe now? Well, and then also, you want to come smell? Want to come take a shower. You want to you smell that? You want the rashes, the hair falling out? Um, the, oh, yeah. Like when I had my heart ma- monitor implanted and the bandage slipped and I got a bacterial infection in my skin that had to be cut out without any anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Come on. And, and so for anybody who wants to say it's safe, I always offer them, you know, hey, give me your address. I'll ship it to you. You want to come to my house and uh, breathe it in because you've smelled it, Jordan. One time you taste it and I want to slap the fire out of you because that's not safe. And any amount, even the tiniest amount of these contaminants, not safe. So again, the only safe level is zero. And as long as Flynn is not testing at zero for all these contaminants, including lead from an independent source, no, we, we have no, way, no reason to believe, especially since all the contaminated infrastructure is still there. We have no reason to believe that our water is safe.
0: Right. Uh, well, on that optimistic note. Yay!
1: Uh,
0: but we have to stop fighting.
1: We have We thankfully have you. You and Charlie is like a dream. You know, uh, a dream partnership for me to see you guys get the facts out there. People reading this, watching this. Thank you. Um, and we're still fighting. We're still fighting for federal changes. We're still fighting for cha- state changes. So that way this doesn't continue to happen. Um, it's hard and it's a long battle, but you know, actually this week it's um, in the next couple of days, it'll be seven years for me in this battle and uh, great, but it doesn't look like it's going to stop any, uh, anytime soon. So we aren't going to stop fighting either. So thank you, Jordan, especially.
0: Well, call me old fashioned, but kind of have a problem with the city being poisoned. A cover up of that, po- a, a cover up of that poisoning, and the people being able, allowed to slowly die with without any help. So, I'll stay on it. Uh, thank you, Melissa. Thank
1: you.